Y'all know every week before we get started here on the Roaring Twenties Talk Show, I like to introduce myself, you know, as the host, Cameron Cox, let you know how excited I am about the episode, and you know, that sort of thing, and we get into the sponsor for the episode, but today we're doing things a little different. We actually don't have a sponsor, so I just actually wanted to do it, you know, kind of like this. I want to give a quick shout out to the Atlanta Braves, man. I'm sitting here editing this podcast, you know, episode four, which I'm super excited about to share with you all. And I'm just sitting here watching it, man. It's really a great honor to see, you know, the Braves, you know, win the 2021 uh, World Series. It's been over 20 years since the Braves, you know, won their last um, World Series. So, you know, obviously a you know, huge accomplishment for the city of Atlanta. Super excited. I'm going to be out there at the event, the parade. So if you see me out there, say what's up. Let's take a picture, man. But yeah, man, once again, you know, congrats to the Braves. And uh, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. What's up? What's up? It's your boy Cam Cox. We're back again. This is episode four, man. Happy to have y'all back, man. You know, we're getting kind of in the thick of things at this point. Uh, things are starting, you know, really roll. We're, you know, really on a week to week basis with it. Um, having some people really rolling. I want to be guests on the show. Uh, you know, Levi and I, you know, I was starting to say, you know, we're starting to figure this out a little bit. So uh, it's good to it's good to see us kind of reap some of the rewards of this start season reviews rolling, you know, hearing family members, friends. Uh, you know, when I went out this weekend, Halloween weekend, you know, people saying they listened to the show, had a couple of friends call me today. So, you know, good to hear some positive feedback. So um, today we are back with another episode. This is episode four. Uh, we're going to briefly be talking about the evolution of technology. We're now kind of at the point in the talk show, you know, where we're really getting into the purpose of our show. Where we're talking about the evolution of a lot of things and how things have really changed, like I said, you know, since the 1920s. And how they are now. Um, and one thing I'm big on, uh, I'm someone who works in IT. I absolutely love technology. Like, I love technology so much. Um, and so I'm just always constantly amazed by, you know, like enhancements and innovation and, you know, things like that. So um, I had some news I saw come out last week that I thought would be great to share. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So, you know, that has enough of me talking. I got my boy Levi here today. And we got another special guest, special, special guest. Uh, everybody that's come on the show so far or that I've referred to, I always say we go way back. But me and Nigel, man, we went through some of the thickest of times, literally in the military for a year. Um, probably some of the worst times of our life. <laughs> but, we're thankful for those times. <laughs> but we're thankful for those times. Bro. So I'm going to let my boy Nigel, you know, kind of kind of introduce himself. And the thing about Nigel is uh, about two episodes ago, he was actually the sponsor for our um, episode. Uh, he runs Mission to Motivate, which is an educational platform where he talks about crypto, stocks, uh, renewable energy, um, legalization of cannabis, and a lot more. So I'll let him kind of do his little in, in, uh, introduction on that. Yeah, what's up, everybody? I'm, I'm Nigel. I went to NAPS for camp. Uh, Levi, we cool too. So I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, I just graduated from Morehouse. I go to Georgia State now, studying sports administration. So I'm um, I'm excited to talk about what's going on in the sports world too, because it's a lot of you know digitalization and new technology in that space. Um, so yeah, I'm just happy to be here and get started. Okay, okay, okay. Well, to kind of get started, man. Like I said, we're going we're going we're going to dive into a little bit of a backstory. Um, Nigel, like I said, I don't think a lot of people know. You said you went to Naps with me. I don't think a lot of people know what that is. So if you don't mind, like kind of breaking down um, what that is and the simplest terms to somebody. Um, yeah, for sure. Naps is the uh, Naps is the Naval Academy Prep School. It's um you got to go there for one year before you can go to the actual United States Naval Academy. And uh, me and Cam got tricked into going, and uh, <laughs> we we spent the whole year there. Uh, with yes, school year at least. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we had to actually literally enlist in the Navy. Uh, our lives changed. Uh, went through three weeks of boot camp. Uh, had to take classes every day, physics, chemistry, English, and um, shit. What else, Cam? Uh, uh, chemistry, physics, uh, trigonometry. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it was only like four or five classes, but it, was, but it was all day, and the schedule was the same every day, Monday through Friday. They started making us take SAT classes on Saturday and Sundays, too, so seven days a week. Uh I yeah, tell people the closest grind. thing I'll ever get to jail. <laughs> no, 
Nigel, I got a question for you. So with Cambro, him being at UWF, we had the Argo Army, the Midnight Madness thing that was like a military-style workout. <laughs> and just seeing Cam going through it, bro, was hilarious. But I can just imagine how he was at y'all's boot camp. How was it? Like, give us a rundown yeah. with it. How, how was Cam, bro? Like, what type of guy was Cam? What was Cam doing? Like, paint the picture for me. Okay, so boot camp was crazy because we were – so we were in different, like, platoons. And I was in platoon three, one cam was in three, two. So we were on the same floor, but we weren't allowed to speak to anybody from the other platoon, but we had, we had like met each other right before we went. So uh, we had like a, you know, a kind of friendship before then, but when we got to boot camp, we couldn't speak to each other. So we would literally just like look at each other marching by and just think like, I hope he's doing better than me. <laughs> and then that was probably it for like the first two weeks. Um, and then maybe we got to speak a couple times like maybe, but that was, that was probably, it was no time for talking in boot camp. It was serious. Uh, yeah. five, 5.30 in the morning, maybe 4.30, I think 5.30. No, 4.30. No, nah, it was 4.30, 4.30. Yeah, I never forget 4.30, it. <laughs> 4.30 to, to, I want to say bro. 10 at night every day. Man, let me, let me just paint the picture for y'all, bro. Like imagine <laughs> you're, um, you're at school and like you're your freshman year. A lot of people might have, you know, already gone through this. A lot of people might be coming up on it. It's your freshman year, and like imagine just kind of like a courtyard, and on one end you got the dorms, and on one end you got like a big building. It's like a school building, and uh, so in the middle you just say goodbye to your parents, man. And, and when I tell you this is how it kind of went down for us, you say goodbye to your parents, and you step inside the school building, your life really changes forever. Like it, it's flipped upside down. Like as soon as you step in this place, people are screaming in your face. They're telling you to move, get upstairs, stop talking. This is not a joke anymore. And, and you better say goodbye to your parents because you are not talking to them for the next month because you, you, they're taking your phone as soon as you get there. And they're shaving your head bald. So like, I, I just want to paint the picture. Um, yeah, like Nigel said, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to say like tricked into going because like we knew we were signing up for it, but the pain of the picture, um, they painted the picture a little different. It's like when you order something on Amazon, and, you know, you're expecting it to be a certain size. Like, you might order, like, a TV stand. You're, certain, you're expecting it to be a certain size. You get it in the mail, and it turns out to be a side table. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 don't, you don't get what you order. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. that's, that's the best analogy for you. Straight up, bro. Oh, so, we God. get there. Yeah. It was just – it was about 10 months of just pure hell. So, you know. But <laughs> thankful for it. it. Taught me a lot of lessons. So, that's – Yeah, it, it changed me for the better. But um, people always ask me if I had to go back, would I do it again? And the honest answer is I really don't know because <laughs> like for it was the worst possible thing for my basketball career. But like I wouldn't have went to Morehouse and moved to Atlanta if I hadn't gone. So, you know, it's it's a balance, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to be still so, thankful for so what happened. What would you say was the best thing you took out of that time in boot camp, Nigel? Uh that I was just mentally stronger than pretty much everybody I knew. Uh, like if I can get through that, I felt like I could get through anything. So then the year started and I was like, how the hell am I going to get through this whole year? Um, and it was the same thing. And I, like, we really just leaned on each other. Me, Cam, and our boy Danny was at Minnesota. Uh, and my guy, Chino, if it wasn't for those guys, I probably would have, probably wouldn't have finished the year. Yeah. I just want to paint. I finished there anyway. Yeah, I just want to paint one more picture for y'all, like, on the amount of pain and hurt we was going through up there, bro. Like, imagine, like, everyone going off your freshman year of college, and you know that first month of college, like, everyone's going crazy. Like, you're going out every opportunity you get. Like, you're living it up. Like, you you, you out your parents' house. Like, it's up and it's stuck. Are you feel what I'm saying? Like, it's up. So, imagine you in boot camp after about, what was it, like, 21 days, bro, and you just get your phone back. You got a bald head. You're in the middle of Rhode Island. And you get your phone back and you check Snap and everybody is partying it up, going crazy, bro. And you are literally having to go to bed every night at 9.30 and wake up at 4.30, bro. So, like, yeah. But, uh, yeah. like, like, like no, I just no said, joke. thankful for it. <laughs> oh, well. All right, man. I know y'all I know y'all are waiting for this. I've been I've been waiting, too. I've been looking at my phone all day, seeing these results go up, man. We got we got we to gotta dive into these, uh, these results, these polls I got put up. So uh, I did about eight to 10 questions. Um, you know, you guys, you know, definitely voted a lot. You know, a couple of them are landslides, a couple of them are close, but let's, uh, let's go and review these. All right. So the first one we got here is uh, Moe's versus Chipotle. And it looks like we've got 63% Chipotle, 
So we got 74 votes for Chipotle, 44 for Moe's. I personally was talking to my girlfriend about this today. Chipotle smacks, but their customer service is dying off terribly. And Moe's has good queso. So honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm going with Moe's on this one. You're going Moe's. Moe's is absolutely disgusting. No. (laughs) (laughs) Moe's are the way, bro. I don't, I don't eat Chipotle either. Well, I have been recently, but I had like a year-long, two-year-long gap where I didn't eat Chipotle. So uh, I try not to eat any of that shit, but um, if I had to pick, I'm definitely going Chipotle over most. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so question number two. And this one, you know, I kind of expected this one. Everyone, you know, a lot of people got iPhones. This one's uh, Apple Music for Spotify. We've got 74 votes for Spotify. Apple Music, 44 for Spotify. I personally like Apple Music. But you know, Spotify, Spotify. is pretty cool. It got some, it got some pretty cool things. So, but I can't speak too much on because I don't have Spotify. So, anyway. yeah, I don't, I don't have Spotify either. But but Spotify has a bigger like podcast platform than Apple. I did Music see does. that. I did. See yeah. That. So uh, they offered Joe Rogan like what was it hundred million or something like that. So um, what? Yeah, he he. I watch his podcast, so uh, it's really cool. But I got to go with Apple Music definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Spotify the way. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the next one we got here. We got Thanksgiving or Christmas, and this was by far the most landslide one. And, and you know what this just tells me about my followers? Y'all are some greedy. Y'all are greedy as hell because the <laughs> score was literally 105 for Christmas to 20 for Thanksgiving, bro. So, like, I, I don't know. Do y'all, I don't, do y'all not linking up with y'all's family or do y'all just really like getting gifts that much? I don't know. Y'all tell me, but. I can also kind of understand it. I will say this. This is a hot take. I personally think Thanksgiving food is so overrated, and I do not like You're turkey. You're crazy. I do not like turkey. <laughs> Levi, you said Levi was going to say the wild thing. It was you. Nah, I'm not a fan of Thanksgiving food. I think a lot of people will agree with me on this. I don't really like, I don't really like Thanksgiving food. I like um, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. That tells us one thing. Bro. I just said I don't like turkey. My bad. Let me rephrase that. I don't like turkey. I know Miss Monique like, can cook. I was like, you need to try Monica. Monica. Chill, bro, chill. You know that. (laughs) All right, let's move on to this next one. All right, so (laughs) would y'all take a million dollars right now or a thousand dollars per month for life? Miles asked me that earlier. This one actually had um, 80 votes for a million right now and 45 for, um, you know, a thousand right now for life. I can see both sides of this, but I'm, be I'm a mil- taking a million right now. Yeah, yeah I'm right. taking a million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably <laughs> taking a million. So, all right, moving on. We got, if you had to live without one, would it be Twitter or Instagram? And Twitter. a lot of people put Instagram. Or a lot of people at uh, Twitter, I apologize. So, 87 posts for Twitter, Instagram. 41 for Instagram. I actually, I, I agree with you, though. I could live without Instagram. I like Twitter. I like Twitter for some reason. I don't know why. I like Twitter a lot more. It's more information. I mean, like, I like what I'm seeing on there. I, I just right. feel like Instagram is, like, the social media. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is. It is. And I have a business Instagram page, so, you know. No, I do feel that. Do yeah. Feel that. True. I mean, yeah, I, Instagram seems like it's better for marketing for your business, though. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what I've noticed on my business. It's like, make sure make sure you guys talk about that in the next episode. I want to hear what he says. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. All right. So the next one, um, this is kind of a baller one, you know, straight player. You know, this one is, uh, would you rather have a uh, yacht, private jet? I really didn't ask would you rather. Cam, put the unit a little. I personally be yours, Cam. Um, private jet's pretty cool. Go anywhere. See, so, yeah, I, I mean, I would take the private jet, but I mean, don't get me wrong to it, man. Yacht's pretty sick too, so I don't know. You guys can kind of talk about this one. Yeah, the yacht would be tough. Private jet though. Uh, I don't know. I don't like getting on planes, but I feel like it's more like that's better. You know, you can get more out of a jet, so I got to go with that. Okay, easy to but say. The, but the yacht is probably crazy. Yeah, the yacht is definitely like, bro. Uh, Conor McGregor, like what, like a month ago, he got a uh, a Lamborghini yacht, bro. I have never seen anything like that. I, is it on his Instagram? Bro, I don't think yeah, I just saw it. Is you, it you have to flex that? Bro, it's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, bro. All right. So this moving on this next one is honestly, okay. People are gonna probably get on me about this one. I know I'll be talking about Levi for the food stuff, but this one might upset some people. It's drums or flats. 
We had flats. 39 votes for drums, 96 for flats. I honestly do not mess with flats. I like drums, bro. I like drums I like, too. I like drums, bro. Yeah. So I don't I don't understand that. But every time I say that, people always get on me. So I don't I don't know, man. I mean, oh flats, bro. Oh, the, it doesn't even we gotta tell like them about that restaurant there. today. Oh, Jay Buffalo, yeah. Jay Buffalo. Jay Buffalo, if you're in the Atlanta area, bro, and you want a good mashup, you go get you some good wings with some fried rice. Jay Buffalo, they have multiple locations. Just do not go to the Listen, one. Listen, bro, uh, let me tell you how that catering. shit went, though. Jay Buffalo. So, Jay Buffalo, Nigel, bro, we ordered that. We saw Cam earlier today. We stopped by his house on our way home from Atlanta. And um, he was like, yeah, y'all go down to Jay Buffalo's. Go get some food down there. Wings, fried rice, best thing ever. So we go, bro. I mean, my girlfriend, I order. She's in the car, and I wait 22 minutes, bro, and I finally get our food, right? Yeah. Starving. Get to the car, bro. I, I hand her the plate of food with the bag. The bag or the plate opens, and the whole food, fried rice and chicken, just comes out everywhere in the bag, bro. I go back inside, and it's lunch hour, bro. And it took them, th- so I was literally there for 54 long. minutes. I was there for 54 minutes today waiting on food. Was it good? It was worth oh, it. it was so, it was so worth it. Okay, Jesus right, right, Christ. Right. <laughs> Definitely will be going back. We're on to the last couple questions. Uh, last two. We got uh, best Netflix show or better Netflix show. We got Squid Game and then we got you. We got 58 votes for you, 51 votes for Squid Game. I personally I would say you as well. I haven't watched you. I haven't watched either. Wow. Uh, uh, I'm saying great shows, both of them great shows, but something about that you just hit a little more different. Just hit a little I don't, more different. I'm not a I, I'm not a stalker guy, you know what I mean? I, I don't like shows like that. I mean, I'm not either. I'm not either. But <laughs> you know, my my guy Joe, I mean, he's pretty much goaded in my book. I mean, you know, he does a lot of crazy stuff, but hey, something about how they told that story. It's pretty funny. I'm watching uh, I'm watching BMF and I finished Wu Tang yesterday too. Yeah, I'm gonna get on that BMF. I just told my girlfriend tonight we're gonna get on that, but yeah, you gotta get past the yeah, Black Mafia family, bro. Oh my god, that's so crazy. I was just looking up to that because I saw a picture of Big Meech, he got posted or whatever, like on Twitter. And so I just was laying in bed and I looked it up before and I was like, I know I want to watch YouTube videos on it. Damn, they shot it in Mechanicsville too. Yeah, bro. What what is it called? Where do I watch it at? Uh, you can watch it on Stars or or Prime if you have either one. Um, I watch it. So Prime has Stars. I didn't even know that till like when I started watching BMF. But um, yeah, uh, it's really a star show. But you can watch it on Prime. The oh, first episode is uh, uh, kind of dry. No, it's, every episode is good, but it gets better every episode. But right, it's so a really good show. It's really really good. Our last question is, and I was I was very happy with this one. And it's just Xbox versus PlayStation. We have 42 votes for Xbox, 72 for PlayStation. I completely agree. PlayStation is superior and Xbox is trash. I don't want to hear any bad. PlayStation for sure. Back mouth about it. Just a superior system. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't mess with Xbox like that no more. I'm definitely going with P4, uh, uh, PlayStation. I'm going to say P4. <laughs> <laughs> I P5 came up on now. the Xbox, but it just, you know, it just ran itself dry with me. So, oh well. But anyway, man. Um, today, Nigel, like you said, he's at uh, you know, more, he's you know just graduated from Morehouse. You know, now he he owns or he owns and runs uh, Mission to Motivate, which is you know an online tutoring platform. Um, so you know, I think that's pretty big. And uh, one of the things that kind of like drew me to Nigel, you know, for this particular episode about the advancement of technology is uh, the fact that he's you know interested in crypto. Um, and when I thought of that, you know, I'm thinking about all the time how we can have like these, you know. Like topics on the, the you know the show to keep people engaged and, and one thing that I thought is amazing is last week Mark Zuckerberg, the head of Facebook and CEO, comes out and says that Facebook is changing their name and they're rebranding now into uh, a company called Meta. So Facebook is now going to be known as Meta, and I know a lot of people probably saw that and they're like, "Well, like what the hell is that? Like what is Meta? Like." And I, I just want to like dive into that because I don't think a lot of people know what Meta is and like how big it is. And honestly, to put it like this, some of us might not even be alive to see the full the full finished product of what Meta is going to be. But I just want to talk about it right now from a perspective of you know how far technology has come. So today we're talking about Meta, and it's um it's short for the Metaverse, and the Metaverse is basically digital world 
that people are going to one day be living in inside of our actual, you know, world of reality. Um, so yeah, it's virtual reality, augmented reality. Basically imagine you put on a pair of glasses and you're seeing holograms and you have an avatar and you're in a world that you're interacting with other people. You're spending cryptocurrency, all type of things like that. Like you're like virtual reality. Like it's life is gonna be like a video game. So kind of want to break that, that down and, you know, bring some, some attention to that. So, uh, but the one thing I want to start with is uh, cryptocurrency within the metaverse. Cryptocurrency is going to be something that's going to be extremely important. You know, I know Nigel, like I said, he's big in cryptocurrency. So, um, you know, Nigel kind of began out, Tell us kind of how far cryptocurrency is going to, you know, has come and, you know, what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. So pretty much crypto is the first ever digital currency uh, that's decentralized in human history. So it's never been anything like this before. We've always used, you know, like paper or gold or even like goods for services. You know what I mean? Like somebody might mow somebody's lawn for a meal. You know what I mean? So it's never, but it's never been a, uh, currency that's that's been digitalized specifically and um, decentralized, which means nobody controls it. So for like last, you know, thousand, two thousand years, pharaohs, the kings, uh, U.S. government, uh, all the Chinese government, they control the money that circulates through, uh, you know, the community. Uh, but with cryptocurrency, nobody's in control of it. The it's based on math and equations, uh, and it can't be manipulated by humans it can only be unless it's like something like doge over you know twitter or something like that uh but like physically it can't be um tampered with or printed or something like that so it's it's the future uh like i said we've never seen anything like it so that's why people are i guess skeptical uh but you know it's it's no telling what it could be a great quote i heard is that um what the internet is for technology and like what it did for us uh, it's going to be the same. This is crypto is going to do this for us economically. So like we started off, everybody was scared of the internet. Nobody believed it was going to be anything big. Then after that, uh, you know, there was Google uh, search engine. Then everybody started putting their websites on Google. There was social media, MySpace, Facebook. Uh, now there's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Now there's Airbnb. Now there's Uber Eats. Now there's, uh, you know, reddit now there's you know there's every type of netflix streaming services uh so yeah the world we like we it's become a technology-based world uh so this is just a step further for it pretty much like it has to go like we we've already done physically turned to a digital world but now we're you know economically it has to match up okay it's gonna be nuts whenever it happens yeah yeah. And so for like our viewers who um, our listeners who might be listening, that's kind of, you know, like the book definition of crypto. I think Nigel uh, kind of like summed it up perfectly um, on what cryptocurrency is. But um, to keep it like in an economical term, um, basically, cryptocurrency is traded kind of like stocks in a sense that it goes up. The price fluctuates and people um, are able to you know earn profit off of that. And, you know, people are able to make money. Um, it's, it's an investment. Um, you know, Bitcoin is by far the biggest crypto. Uh, the most well-known that's the one that blew up um years ago i think crypto started you know i I can't give you the exact year but i know crypto started over probably what 10 years ago at least yeah it was uh uh bitcoin was put on the internet in 2008 okay yeah so and and i remember like when it first came out like you know it was something people thought it was like just for like the dark web like buying like illegal like drugs like guns like stuff crazy stuff and originally that's what it was but now um so if you were like to put it to put in a you know best best uh, perspective if you were to have invested in cryptocurrency back in 2008 when it first came out um you'd now be looking at around 60,000 profit per coin and um like i'll never forget i have this picture on my phone like and i'll even like put it when i put the um, the post this week there's a guy like this is random guy who was always telling people back in like 2008 on youtube he was like just he's like please buy at least like a hundred dollars of bitcoin like please do it please do it and it's just like your, it's just your average Joe, everyday guy. Like he doesn't anything, anything flashy. Like he doesn't have a flashy lifestyle at the point. Fast forward now, 2021, 13 years later, this dude's like flying around on private jets everywhere, doing like conferences, like, and it's just your average guy, dude. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? A, for 13, um, for 13 uh, yeah, years, he just played the waiting game and it just paid off. It's a, um, 
I heard a quote that uh, this guy said that anybody that is like an early investor, like big time investor in crypto, they're called the Digerati. That's like their name. It's like a play on the Illuminati because uh, they've, you know, digitally made millions or billions of dollars off of, you know, a, a, what at the time was a penny stock, uh, practically. But, you know, because nobody knew what it actually could become back then. So yeah. now, you know, it's it's something completely different. I mean, it's crazy because like it, it's honestly just wild to think about. Even if you had just so much as put a thousand dollars down, like if you do the math, if you put a thousand dollars down thirteen years ago, you'd be well past a millionaire. Yeah, and it's just the money that they're making too. The money is insane. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so crypto is the future, man. And so to to kind of now bring us back up to speed on what crypto is doing today, some of the most recent like. I guess, crypto appearances that people would, you know, have seen that might not know much about crypto. Um, what was it? 2019, 2020, I think it was 2020. Um, it, yeah, it was right around the time we were kind of going through quarantine. Um, one crypto coin that like blew up was Dogecoin. And I don't know the rhyme or reason behind what like made like Dogecoin specifically blow up, but I just remember it was kind of around that quarantine time and you just saw like tweets about it everywhere, headlines about it everywhere. Like, just this random cryptocurrency on Robinhood on all the big exchanges that was just going crazy. Like people becoming millionaires off of it, off of like a thousand dollars. Like it was crazy. So I think that's what really started the huge like crypto buzz, like kind of in like a um, like a viral sense. Like that that was like the first time that crypto went viral. Um, yeah. And then I just now, I don't remember of ever hearing about it before, and now it's just like everybody. You you go yeah. to the mall or somewhere. I guarantee you, look at someone's phone. They're on the stock market. Or crypto thing you know like looking at it. it's just it's like so popular nowadays yeah, yeah yeah and so now like fast forward this year we're seeing kind of like a huge run with crypto right now because like crypto's at its all-time high like um bitcoin is fresh off all-time highs um you have a new meme coin um like a popular coin that went viral called shiba inu um i know a lot of my friends you know make good profits off that things like that so um crypto's crypto's hot right now and it's a time that everyone's curious about it and so when everyone's curious about it that's when people start buying it so yeah yeah doge um it's it's weird because when it first started to blow up there it didn't have a purpose behind it it was literally created in like 2014 or something like that as a joke uh just somebody like trying to make their own cryptocurrency and just put it out there to see what it can do uh that's why it has that goofy dog as it's like icon um you know like bitcoin serves a purpose uh most of the cryptos like the major ones like ethereum uh they have a like a, a really thought out purpose that's like pretty incredible um doge didn't have that but now because of the traction it's got they have like a whole team in an office that's you know building it and uh trying to move it forward and mark cuban actually accepts doge uh for tickets for mass games so um, somebody bought uh, the first ticket off of Doge uh, in 2020 last season during uh, right when they started letting fans in. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's moving fast. Faster than anybody yeah. expected it to. Exactly. Like, and, and, and just to think, like, even in something like just buying a ticket to a, a basketball game, like, that's on the lowest level of what I think we'll possibly see because even someone like Tesla – um, Tesla has come forward and said that they own like a huge, like a lump sum of Tesla or of uh, Bitcoin. And I know, like, I, even just today, I was like really scrolling my time. Like, Aaron Rodgers or somebody was like doing a giveaway, like, where they like, you know, gave away a million dollars worth of Bitcoin a day. Like, I saw two weeks ago um, when Tom Brady like broke a big record for the NFL history books. Um, the guy who caught the ball, um, you know, usually like when you catch a ball, like when someone like breaks a record, like they'll give you like the player will give him some money or like give him lifetime tickets. He gave this guy a full Bitcoin. And at the time, Bitcoin was $62,000. So like he just gave this guy $62,000 off rip. You know what I'm saying? And wow. That guy can hold it for the next, let's say, we're talking about 13 years since Bitcoin started. Imagine if he holds it for another 13 years, doesn't touch it. It's $62,000 now. I can only imagine what it'll be then. So yeah. Wait, so I don't want to. Oh, go ahead, oh, Nigel. Okay. Um, so I don't want to jump too far ahead with Facebook, but um, you guys know the uh, people that sued Zuckerberg over Facebook. He said they stole um, their idea, the Winklevoss twins. They have their own cryptocurrency um, like wallet now. Uh, and I was watching one of their interviews 
and they said that it's pretty much digital gold. And if you compare the two, uh, what the market cap for gold is uh, and one price, if you make that equal to Bitcoin, Bitcoin could easily be like $500,000 to a million dollars. Um, so it's way undervalued at 60,000. Uh, and that's just like a low point. Some I've read projections for over 5 million, but I've read some as low as 100,000, but even 100,000 is a lot considering it was less than 1,000 eight years ago. So yeah, uh, yeah it, it could be insane. Yeah, 100,000 is a must because I mean, in 13 years, it came to 60,000. Like, dude, I were, and we're so early on in like our age of technology that like, uh, I think, I think, yeah. I, a, a million at some point in our lifetime wouldn't surprise me. It, it really, yeah. But that's, I mean, it's it far fetched, but it wouldn't. It's moving faster than it ever has too now. Um, yeah. You know, going, it, it went from 30,000 to 60,000 and, uh, you know, a year pretty much. And mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't think there's ever been a stock that's jumped thirty thousand dollars in a year. No, so right. yeah, it's it's what what it can be used for is you know, just as a simple bank account to store your money. You know what I mean? Because the the right. interest you get off the interest you get off of it is, you know, well over a bank. Well, over exactly, exactly. You make like fifteen cent a year, twenty cent a year with the bank sometimes. Yeah, well over. Yeah. 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 So, so, um. But um, so, so to kind of tie that back into the, the Facebook whole meta ordeal, didn't yeah. want to get too far off track, but I wanted to kind of, remind, you know, just give a quick glimpse of to people who don't know much about cryptocurrency, what it is. Um, if I had to give some words on that right now, I would definitely say to invest in cryptocurrency right now. We're in an age of when it's going up, but do your research because you, you don't, it, it, when it comes to your money and investments, you, you always want to be informed on what you're investing in because, you know, the thing with Bitcoin, you could invest a thousand dollars right now and it could honestly drop off the next three weeks you lose all your money and it but six months later it could pop back up so you just need to be informed on something like that so um but cryptocurrency definitely is you know part of the future and it's gonna be huge um i mean the the simple thing is just you know people always want like the quickest gains but with crypto i never look at it like that is you gotta if you have it at least a year there's you know it's a hundred percent rate that you're gonna earn money because Bitcoin over a yearly rate has never gone down. It's only risen. So, you know, it's it's up to people, but nobody's patient enough to in today's society to hold that long. So, uh, you know, that's the difference between the Digirati and everybody else out here. All right. So kind of like I had said, um, tying this back in with the purpose of today's episode and the evolution of technology I want to talk about the digital world that, you know, we're one day going to hope to see. Um, and like I said, so, yeah, uh, a week ago, um, Mark Zuckerberg came forward, said Facebook, um, after kind of going through some problems, um, you know, over the last couple of years, Facebook has had problems getting hacked um, and just kind of dying out as far as the social media. So they want to now rebrand themselves as a company called Meta. And so people who don't know about this, Facebook is more than just a social media and has, has always been. They actually have a, you know, kind of a gaming system called the Oculus. And what the Oculus is, is a virtual reality system. Um, you basically put a mask on and it pretty much puts you like a 360 world. Like imagine you put a mask on and it's a video game screen, but all around you, like you're moving around. Like when you move in real life, you move in the game. So it's very responsive. It's probably the furthest like video games have ever come in our life. Um, I know some people even go as far as like making the reference that like a video game can relate to life in some ways and honestly it can so i guess mark zuckerberg is someone who's taken that like thought to the next level and now has kind of been someone who's a pioneer in talking about making a video game world that people can pretty much live in and to me when i sit here and think about how far we've come like as far as like the purpose of our podcast i wanted to always talk about at the beginning how far we've come since the 1920s and when you think about how far we've come to now we're living, possibly having a digital world where you can put on a pair of glasses and you're literally in a video game world and like you can communicate with other people. You have an avatar. You can spend cryptocurrency as money. Like you can, you know, it, it's crazy. Like that makes no sense to me. So um, that's something I wanted to dive into today. I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah no. a, a million things we could say about this. You know, it's, it's literally like just, the stuff we can say is equal to what they're trying to do. It's an infinite space with an infinite amount of creativity. So, um, you know, it's, it's never going to end. And it'll, if you ever seen a social network, Zuckerberg has a scene where he 
pretty much says it's like fashion will never be finished. And that's kind of the principle. Like it'll always improve when we die past that, you know, a hundred, 200 years from now. So it's, um, it's, it's definitely interesting to see the, the growth of it. Okay. So this is going to be a silly question. Like I said, I don't really know too much about it at all. So whenever you get the crypto, right. And you get your profit and you want to cash out, does that money go to as a cryptocurrency or does it go to like money in your bank account that you can spend? Um, so you got to like have a wallet to buy uh, crypto because banks don't have anything to do with crypto. Banks want to, you know, separate that as far as they can um, because crypto is more, of you know, the whole point of it is financial freedom. Um, and when right. you're in, well, yeah, when you're in a bank, you're not necessarily, you know, financially free because that money is taxed and controlled mm -hmm. by the bank. Um, so you have to put your money in like Coinbase or some type of wallet uh, in order to buy the crypto. And then say you buy, you know, you put $20 into Bitcoin and then a month later you got 31 and you want to cash out. Um, you can just sell that and you'll have the 31. It'll still be in like the Coinbase app or the wallet. But then you'll have the choice to either buy a different cryptocurrency or send it to your bank account. But the choice is up to you. Yeah. Gotcha, eventually, gotcha. eventually, it'll get to the point where, you know, if you want to buy something, uh, let's say you have $30 of Bitcoin. If you go into a store, um, you might have the option to literally tap it with Bitcoin or sell mm -hmm. it as cash. And then, like, I sent myself Bitcoin to Bitcoin money from my Coinbase to my cash app two days ago. Um, so, yeah, because you have a Bitcoin address in your cash app and one of your Coinbase. So, it, so it'll it, be like, your, like if you go to footlocker.com or something, you could cash out with Bitcoin opposed yeah, to money. If you, you know, when they get when they get the technology for that or right. honestly, they have it when Foot Locker chooses to do something like that. So, Nigel, gotcha, one gotcha. question I got, and I don't know if you like really dug into this kind of, you know, like with your research. One thing that I didn't know about cryptocurrency that's kind of crazy is, though, it like when cryptocurrency is made, like it's actually made like for real, like they use like um like bit miners, you know what I'm saying? Like they use these like yeah. machines that really like literally yeah. make the like. Have you ever looked in? Like, how does that process work? Because from what I from yeah. what I understand, it's not the most um, it's not the most environmental like safe. No, it's actually like, it's it uses a ton of power. So people that, yeah. that have it in their homes, their power bills are like through the roof. Um, and what's crazy is in countries where uh, crypto is illegal, they'll actually search for people's power bills that are extremely high and knock on their door to make sure they don't have a Bitcoin mining machine. Yeah. It's crazy. What? And yeah. And then um, like there's different companies or even institutions um, that have Bitcoin mining, like they're in secure vaults and mountains that are guarded by military. Uh, you, and they have like the world's largest. Uh, I think there's one in Iceland. It's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and they're huge. They're like factories and you go inside and they're, they're pretty much, they're computers, but they're called nodes. They're like, um, you remember how before we had laptops, we had the PCs and they had the yeah. big box on the, the big box on the bottom. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what they, that's what they look like. And um, so the way it works is um, when somebody wants to use Bitcoin, like say, Cam, I, I want to send you $50 in Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, that, that transaction is then sent out on this network and they the go whole to bunch those of transactions. Yeah. And they go to these, these computers, these nodes, and they validate the transaction. And if it's, if it's valid, then the, whatever computer validated it earns uh, a piece of Bitcoin and that's how they generate money. Uh, and that's what Bitcoin mining is. And that's how they're put into circulation. So the more people use Bitcoin, the faster they get put into okay. circulation. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, that's nuts, Sam. I didn't know. I mean, I had knew it was kind of like a computer process, like the, you know, like you said, kind of the nodes and the, the servers and the mining. Yeah. And it's crazy. But I mean, that's, that, yeah, it's, it's really crazy. But um, so kind of tying that in, I guess, like I said, since I kind of, I kind of want to cover about how far money has come since the 1920s. You know, at that time, we were only using, if you look back at the 1920s, we were only using uh, paper. Um, I guess like, 
cash. You know what I'm saying? We weren't really even, we weren't really working on a credit system that much at that time. There was no credit card. There was no magnetic strip. There was no chip, you know, like nothing, none of that. And so now to see that we've come, like we have chips, we have tap to pay, Apple pay, things like that. um, Bitcoin. So do you ever think there's going to become a time that I guess like, you know, cryptocurrency completely replaces I wouldn't say credit cards because credit cards are really convenient, but could you, could you ever see cash being completely, you know, done with? Yeah. So I actually kind of touch on that, you know, in my little presentation uh, for M2M, but uh, pretty much um, we've been using the same monetary system for over a hundred years. And the U S has been the, you know, the world global economic leader since world war two. So now that stuff is changing, uh, people have already started to go away from cash just based on iPhones. So, you know, we can Apple Pay, Zell each other, cash up each other, uh, you know, use a debit card, a credit card. So holding cash is really like if you want to or not. You know what I mean? Or if it's illegal money or, if, you know, you want to buy a car straight cash, you know what I mean? But other like, I know I don't have a 20 in my wallet, um, but I have money in Apple Pay, Cash App, and two different bank accounts. So, um, you know, it's and my crypto wallet. So uh, so let me, let me ask you a question with that. Because yeah. with me, this is, where, this, this is where I feel a little different about it, right? I would feel more confident having more cash on me than I would having it in a bank, though, because, like, what if the market shuts down or what if something happens and, you know, you can't get there? Yeah, that's, that's why the, the bank is janky. But, like, if you have it in your crypto <laughs> wallet, uh, you know, there's – I went to a gas station the other day and they had a Bitcoin machine. So the principle is that you can take Bitcoin straight to cash. Straight um, to cash. Oh, so, so just sort of like a personal thing. You like just having yours all there instead of in cash? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I know mean, nobody thing, wants to walk around with four thousand dollars in cash. You know, you know what I mean yeah, by it. But that and the fact that uh, you know inflation has caused uh, the price of the dollar to go. The value of it has gone like way, way down from what it used to be. Um, I don't know right. what it is off the top of my head. I can look it up while we talk. But um, yeah, yeah, actually, I actually just looked it up. Um, it's saying that, you know, the value of a dollar from um, 2020 to the 1920s uh, was equivalent to as, as low as eight cents in 1920. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I could believe, believe that, actually. Okay. So, and then that now that's equivalent to, um, let's see, it says right here, 13 or 1272. So, like, or no, no, 1372. So, like, today a dollar was equivalent to 1372 back then. Exactly. That's like today though. I pumped gas. Gas was four sixty. It was south yeah. of Atlanta. Oh the gas my Do not get me even started on that, bro. Oh my! It broke. Like premium gas is ridiculous. Just forget about it. That's why you yes. gotta get electric cars. Yeah, bro. That's it. Yeah, man. So, that's what, like, that's Nigel, what's your thoughts on, on solar, bro? Oh, um, bro. I, I'm the type of person. I want to have an electric car. I want to have solar panels all over my roof. That way. I don't have to pay a power bill and that I can charge my car from the, the solar panels. So um, I'm trying to listen, bro. Uh, evolutionized house. I like it, bro. I'm using yeah. that for marketing for my work. I don't know if you heard it on the last episode or the episode before last, but I sell solar. Like that's my job. So. Oh yeah. We're going to tap in. Dude, there's, yes. there's actually, uh, I was researching. So like the whole point of cryptocurrency or what it, what it uses is it's called the blockchain. Um, and what it the, like, that's what the nodes pretty much represent is the blockchain. Cause once you make a purchase, uh, using cryptocurrency, all the information is stored in the block kept in a chain that's public. So there's no, you know, if, ands or buts about what happened. Uh, and you can look it up anytime. Uh, but Bitcoin introduced it. So everybody thought it was just a financial thing, but now it's being introduced in like all different aspects. So there's this one company, I think it's based out of Australia they sell power on the blockchain so people can trade like power if so say i live in a what? house and, yeah say i live in a house and you live across the street we can trade like if i have the solar panels i can send you power over the blockchain and uh wow. you can either yeah you can pay me in bitcoin or you know if we're cool we just do it for free or whatever so um yeah it's, what? it's Bro, that's crazy it, exactly so you know that's it's, crazy that's, 
that's where we're headed stuff like that i'm telling you bro that's the thing it's like it's our world is is literally changing day by day minute by minute like tomorrow we're gonna wake up bro and there's gonna be something that's so different than there was today yeah landlords are you know i have to pay georgia power every month i hate them eventually (laughs) whoever owns the building is going to be the generator of the power too because they're going to implement the solar panels that generate solar yeah. So it's going to come required, I feel like, to all states. Like, I feel like it's going to be required. And yeah, I don't know, I would say 10 years, 15 years. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's a lot that has to happen because they have goals that they have to reach by, like, 2030 or 2050. Um, right. And if they if they don't, like, we're, we're literally fried. So, uh, yeah. they you know what else is crazy? U.S. is the, um, like, over the last 100 years has led the world in, like, gas emissions. But the countries that are going to be affected by it the worst are the ones that can't afford renewable energy. So, like, we'll get out of our own way and have, you know, a revolutionized tech world where we're all driving self-driving cars and stuff. But, like, you know, if you still go to Africa, they, in a lot of countries or, you know, just uh, third world countries, it's it's not going to be the same. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to change, bro. It's 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 changing day by day. You see, yeah. It. I mean, it really is. So, so Nigel, uh, kind of like some in, investing advice or some things that you kind of have your eye on, like for visitors, you know, uh, or, you know, listeners' sake. Um, what are kind of some, you know, coins that you know you think could be like, you know, things that are going to be here to last, have a you know legitimate purpose? Like, what are some things that, um, well, you know, what's kind of in your wallet? What do you, what yeah. do you got going on? Uh, I think Ethereum is always the best option um that's pretty much like what can i describe that okay so they say bitcoin is digital gold right ethereum is pretty much digital oil in the sense that it will power all of the stuff that uses cryptocurrency so like people buy nfts and like you know the economic uh system that the metaverse will use will probably be based on ethereum so the more people get into nfts and digital art and digital music and uh, um, virtual reality, the higher Ethereum's price is gonna rise. And uh, I think it'll catch Bitcoin eventually and maybe even might pass it. So um, it's passed, I bought it at 17, it's already passed 4,000. So um, that's 1,700. So uh, yeah, it's, it's um, I think that's so- the best cryptocurrency to buy. Sweet, sweet. What would you like? I know this is a little bit off topic, but give us a brief rundown of NFTs real quick. Like, okay, so uh, uh, NFT is a non fungible token. And uh, it's pretty much art that's produced on the blockchain. Uh, But it's, it's kind of like the same concept as meta that it's going to digitalize everything. So um, everything will have a token that includes your house, your time, your life, your, you know, your work history, your iPhone, like it'll have a price to it. And that'll be an NFT in the sense that digitally, because where we exist right now, like that's what Meta is proving is that it's going to equal, our lives are going to be the same thing digitally. So if it has to all be parallel, it's really hard to yeah. explain. So, but, the best um, way, so the best way to put it, because this is the one I, I read on Twitter, somewhere, someone said the best way to explain a, um, NFT to someone not like, you know, or, you know, I don't want to say generation, but someone who doesn't understand it. They said, if you just simply look around you and imagine anything that you can feasibly touch and imagine putting it in a digital version on the computer and putting a value on it. So at the moment for the the listeners, I'm holding a water bottle in my hand from Walmart. Um, It's probably unit price around 29 cents or something like that, because I bought it in a 40 pack. Now, imagine if I took a digital picture of it, put it on the computer, but I labeled it at $5,000 value. Someone might not actually buy that because they think it looks cool. Like, it, it, it may, it, I can't really give you the rhyme or reason behind it, but it's just really the future. I guess what's coming. So, are they worth, is it, is it worth getting NFTs? Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, and so, yeah, so like, 100%. And, yeah. and that was a terrible example to use because when you asked that question, another example to use is imagine the original copy of the Mona Lisa. Um, the, the person like right there, like when it was drawn, imagine the original copy, it's probably sitting in a, a it's probably sitting in a museum right now, flaking. It's probably, you know, crusting over, probably breaking down. They're probably, you know, panicking to keep it in its original value. 
Now, imagine if someone put that on the blockchain. That would probably be labeled, I'd say, Nigel, what you said, about over $50 million, something crazy like way, that? Way more than that. It would be the way most more, expensive yeah, piece of art. That, that would be insane. NFT. Like, to put it like this, yeah. the NFTs are bought on the daily now by celebrities for well over $100,000, sometimes in the millions. So it's getting crazy. So that's the that's the brief description of it, yeah. Yeah, they, um, what's really cool the, about it is the interest. So, like, let's say I create a, in a let's let, let's use a song. Let's say uh, little baby writes a song and drops it on the Ethereum network as an NFT, right? Um, and let's say he sells a million copies. The mm-hmm. label won't touch a dime of it. He gets all the money because it's off of his blockchain. And so then people can resell the song and he gets interest off of that resale because he's the original owner. And that's on the blockchain. There's no dispute. Gotcha. There's no contract. There's no, uh, nobody's going to court over anything. It's all written in paper and it's all straight to your digital wallet. So it's not like it has to go through a bank account or anything either. Um, so it's like the metaverse, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, it's NFTs, they're all connected. Uh, we're just in the process of figuring out the best way of, uh, you know, making it mesh so everybody can Making it all click. Yeah. And, and people like Zuckerberg are the, the you know, the the founders of it. They're like yeah. Jesus of the digital world. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And, and honestly, someone who I've realized has, you know, the most pool I've realized with this cryptocurrency stuff is honestly probably going to – it's Elon Musk. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, Elon Musk, man. He just has a uh, pool. He, he can literally fire out a tweet and uh, the, the crypto market will just go crazy for the day. But And um, talk about technology. He's, he's to me, he's like – Two steps ahead of Zuckerberg. He's the uh, he's yeah. the tech goat. Yeah, he's he's yeah. unstoppable. Because this week, I think uh, I think it was last week. Tesla was on the stock market. It was like on a crazy run, and I think um, I think Tesla like officially passed Face or Meta, as it's called now, Facebook, in terms yeah. of uh, you know valuation. So, um, and then I saw something you know today about Elon Musk. Like he he was even I, you know this and, and now people are sitting here saying, I mean, unless he says something or does something, I mean, it's all just talk, but. Um, Elon Musk apparently nah. came out and said that he can. He's thinking about trying to do something in world hunger. He's gonna sell some of his Tesla stock and. Yeah, eat. I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah, crazy. Nah. I saw something. It was like two percent of his wealth is enough to actually mathematically cure world hunger. That's crazy. Yeah, we actually talked about that at Navy Cam because uh, the military budget outweighs the cost to end world hunger for like three years or something like that. So yeah, yeah they. I think it was like. I don't know. It was something crazy, like uh, uh, over three billion and some a billion in military spending. It cost like three hundred thirty million well, to feed on, everybody. And this is what I want to like talk about. But this is, and this, I honestly worry about this because I talk about this to my girlfriend every once in a while. I talk about this to my friends, like, and I honestly just look at some of this stuff. Like, if you just go to any store right now, like any store, it doesn't matter what state, city, I don't care where you are, what country. If you go and look for something, I promise you, over ten. 15, 20, maybe 25% of the items are sold out, bro, because of supply chain problems. So I yeah. asked this question, even if we had enough money to solve world hunger, could we do it? Because do we have the resources to even end world hunger? I don't think we personally do. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't think I don't, we think, do. I don't think we have the- Unless the everyone wants to be eating like damn corn, beans, wheat, bread yeah. and like bro like and ain't, ain't nobody about to be getting just straight chicken like you ain't about to be just wings and and nah bro like, it's not working like that like everyone's gonna be eating off the damn world like we're gonna be eating rice beans like yeah. <laughs> i mean i mean hey i eat it but i like the same meal i just don't know i just don't know it's like i just wonder that would be a great ultimately that'd be the greatest task that we ever would achieve if we could end world hunger but i, I really do wonder if that's even a um, attainable. I, don't, I mean, bro, I don't we, we can't so. even we can't even get COVID under control, really. Yeah. You know how how, how, how how would we end the world hunger? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're living in the um, times of what like ten years ago we used to think was going to be like like I know y'all remember when y'all was kids about nine ten years old and like used to be like oh my god we're gonna be living in the future that's gonna be crazy like now we're actually yeah. living in the in that and the, and it's still the early times like i can only imagine what we're gonna see uh what i compare it to is like can you brought up like the 1900s and 1920s uh that's when like the industrial revolution was happening 
and all that stuff. That's when, you know, they started building railroads all across the country and one guy owned the railroads. They started putting oil in every car and every light and one guy owned all the oil companies. And, you know, one guy owned all the, the cars that were being produced. Um, now it's the opposite. Like, we're not the opposite, but the same principle that we're manifesting a whole new sense of, you know, living right in front of our eyes. And like, next hundred years is going to be really just till 3,000. Like, the stuff we're going to build is going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I can only imagine. I really, I really can. Um the, the only problem I fear, like with our society going completely digital and things like that is I fear that we might lose touch with reality. Honestly, we I, are. We definitely and, are. And we, we already have in some ways. We definitely have lost <laughs> touch of reality. But like it, it's a double sided sword, I guess. Um, and the fact that, you know, crypto is amazing. It's breaking through. It's doing all these breakthroughs. It's changing the world. But on the same side, you know, we are scaling back. We're losing touch of reality and social media has caused people's head to be messed up um and honestly like when you think about it you sit in front of a screen for what on average let's say eight hours a day something like yeah. that even consider your phone dude oh my gosh i can't even imagine people are really gonna lose such reality You're not even gonna be able to I, walk up to someone in real life and say hello and it hit the same i saw something crazy today it said that um it started off with tvs it took our attention span of reality from 100 percent to 90 percent um, no, radios took it from 100% to 95%. Then TVs took it from 95% to 85%. Uh, then our phones took it from 85% to 75%. Or no, like 65%. And now virtual reality and the meta is going to take it to like 40% or something like that. So, you know, that's literally over half of our attention span being focused into a TV, computer, or, or phone, or whatever the hell is next. You know, they're talking about bringing out uh, glasses that you put on your face that you can turn on by thinking and, you know, do VR and you can sell crypto and get on Meta or Twitter or whatever to, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that is crazy. We're, we're, we're becoming machines. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, man. So, kind of kind of closing this thing out, um, I think a lot of good things are said. I mean, that a lot of things we talked about today doesn't even do like justice on where like we're going as far as technology. Um, we just today kind of covered some of the most popular things. Um, electric vehicles, right, nice. you know, cryptocurrency, um, the metaverse, which is coming soon, potentially. And, you know, it, technology and change is all around us. You know, it's it's simple as, you know, pulling your phone out, you know, how we're listening to a podcast right now. A podcast wasn't even something people thought about back in the 1920s. You know, you probably had a radio station. They probably played the same four songs all day long, bro like literally all day long so now you got apple music right. you got podcast spotify like everything so well definitely appreciate you you know coming on today Nigel. um you know yes, definitely sir. appreciate it brother today was, today was yeah thanks for having me informational to our listeners um you know people who might not you know know uh, much about cryptocurrency and the digital world that is coming upon us um so you know appreciate y'all tuning in hope everybody was able to learn something today um, you know, like I said, Nigel does run a, um, you know, online, you know, tutoring system and uh, learning platform uh, where he talks about, you know, things as cryptocurrency and also other things. So, you know, Nigel, if you want to, you know, go ahead and give yourself a little shout out. And, uh... Yeah, please. Uh, if you guys want, you can visit my website, mission to motivate.com. So it's the word mission, uh, the number two, and then motivate.com or check me out at m2m.learning on Instagram. Again, it's m2m.learning. We have over... Uh, 15 tutors, practically 20 now. Uh, they tutor all subjects for all ages, math, and science. Uh, and we're starting to get different languages. And then I personally give presentations on uh, green and sustainable energy, uh, cryptocurrency, legal cannabis, esports, and understanding the stock market. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much it and what we offer. And, um, you know, something pretty cool. I'll actually be giving a stock market presentation to a, a class of fifth graders on the 14th. Um, so, you know, I never thought, I thought it would be strictly for adults. Now I'm learning how to talk financial literacy to children. Um, so, you know, I'm starting to expand and it's becoming something a lot bigger than I ever thought it would. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Sure, man. Well, I, like I said, appreciate everybody tuning in, man. You know, we're going to have to keep the, you know, content rolling. Uh, next week, I got a super special episode. Um, this one actually came to me off of Twitter. Um, someone that I found with well over, you know, 5,000 followers, you know, sitting about 7,000 followers. 
I'm not going to, you know, drop the name yet, but this is someone who's 24 years old and they've done over a million dollars of online e-com sales and three different websites and products. Um, found him off Twitter today. Real cool guy. Hit me back, you know, instantly. So, you know, going to have him on the ground, you know, talk show next week. Um, he's got a lot of you know cool things to share. So um, y'all stay tuned, man. Like I said, uh, just keep stacking everybody. Keep striving. And like I say, man, roar on. Let's get it.